Hey guys, Pastor Matt Chandler here. Uh, one of the themes that comes out in The Overcomers over and over and over again is the centrality of God's word to encourage and build up his saints. It's why I love uh, Dwell Bible app. It's an app for listening. Uh, I, I kind of use it in the margins of my day. I like to listen to, depending on my mood, uh, Mark or Felix throw on some ambient music and then in my truck or in my study or uh, in a few minutes between this meeting going into that, soak again in the word of God. Uh, they, they've given us kind of an awesome deal here for a yearly subscription. If you go to dwellbible.com backslash overcomers, they're giving us 25% off an annual subscription. So if you're looking for more Bible in your life, in the margins of your life, not just kind of traditionally listening, but listening while you work, listening while you drive. I couldn't recommend the Dwell Bible app more highly. Hey guys, Pastor Matt here. As we wrap up season two of The Overcomers, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, Becca's story and Tyler's story in particular, and how wild is Tyler's story? Um, like even in like deciding to put him on, uh, I just knew that some people were gonna be like, oh my gosh. And if I didn't know Tyler like I knew him, I probably wouldn't have put his story on. In fact, one of the things I've kind of committed to to this point is that I haven't interviewed anyone I don't actually know and haven't been at some level involved in the story. Um, I, I just didn't, I don't, I don't want people to embellish to help Jesus out. And, and so when Tyler's telling that story, when Becca's telling her, it like, it, it's happened. I mean, it was why. I mean, so I've seen the transformation in both of those. But he, but here's how I wanted to frame it. Uh, I think both Becca and Tyler, in particular, if we think about addiction, we think about self medication. Uh, I think about. I was reading. I was reading, and I came across this thing called heart rot. And heart rot isn't doesn't have to do with human beings. It has to do with trees. And what happens is, and this is a real disease, like I, I encourage you when you're done here, man, Google it and, and, and just marvel at how creation testifies um, to the goodness of God and kind of the weakness of, of his creation in light of his grandeur. But um, heart rot occurs in trees when they're a sapling or um, they're, they're not quite full grown and somehow there's an injury to the bark, there's an injury to um, the, the root system. Um, sometimes that can occur because an elk or a deer of some kind comes and tries to get the velvet off their antlers, but th there's some kind of wound that occurs. And what happens is the wound isn't significant enough to kill the tree. And so what happens is the tree actually grows to full size. It, it doesn't it doesn't even stop the tree from reaching its potential. So you can come across these massive trees and everything about them would say they're healthy. Um, the bark would look good. The leaves, the foliage would look good. Uh, if, if they were, you know, if they were a tree that lost its leaves and they would drop its leaves, they would come back strong. They would change colors. There would be nothing about the tree that would signal to you or to me but by looking at it, 
that it was rotting from the inside out. And yet what ends up happening one day is that the tree crumbles under its own weight, that what happened in that wound is that wound, whether it was to the root system or whether it was to the bark when it was a sapling, that somehow sickness got into the tree, but it was working its way through the tree by rotting it out from the inside so that you can never really see it until it crumbles on itself. When when I was thinking about Becca and Tyler, I was kind of thinking about heart rot, and I was thinking about that for these reasons. Both of them, when they were young, experienced a kind of wounding. They either, in Becca's case, began to believe a lie or in Tyler's case, loses his mom. And, and then both of them, in their pain, in, in their pain, began to try to self-medicate or control their environments. And, and control is actually, it's like one of the big source idols. Like I have found in 20 plus years of pastoring that, that control is one of those things that, that the, the fruit of control, I mean, it reveals itself in a hundred different ways. And it certainly real, reveals itself primarily in self-medication and addiction. Now, maybe not addiction at Tyler's level, um, not self-medication at Becca's level, but, but it can... I mean, it can like control, sometimes some people control their uh, environments by manipulating everybody around them. Some people control their environments with just by like, like yeah, I, I mean, by like having a wonderful plan for everybody's life and and, and being kind of manipulative and, 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 and twisting things. And But in Becca's case and in Tyler's case, both experienced pain or like I think Becca, more than anything, Becca believed a lie. But but Tyler experienced significant loss. And in that pain and in believing that lie, they both try to control their environments. Becca tries to control it by her body image and by what she eats or doesn't eat. And then Tyler tries to control the, the pain by muting it with drugs. And, and both of them spiral out of control. Um, and, and I wanted to start by, by saying this because I think this has to be said. Although pain and deception are at the root of Tyler and Becca's stories, they are both guilty of idolatry. And, and to heal of this self-medication and to heal of this addiction required both of them to repent of the idolatry of control. Um, and, and so if you're stuck in addiction right now or you're stuck in an eating disorder, right, self-medicating with an eating disorder like, like Becca, man, I have so much compassion for you. Uh, I, I can only imagine the shame that you're battling with or the anger that's in your heart or the frustration at how life's going. Um, and, and yet the, the path to healing and the path to experiencing the love of God that's available to you, the grace of God that's available to you, the peace of God that's available to you, and the healing presence of God that's available to you, there must be a, a moment where you confess, I am an idolater. I am going to this substance. I am going to control my environment, in Becca's case, what I eat or don't eat in such a way that, that I am the God of my life. And rather than taking our hurts or disappointments or our frustrations to the Lord, we, we take them on ourselves and we manage them. 
One of the one of the ways we're able to bring these stories to you is by partnering with organizations that I've grown to trust and appreciate and love over the last couple of years. Uh, Dwell, the Dwell Bible app, if you followed my ministry, you know I've mentioned it before. It's just one of my favorite tools, like in my own devotional life, my own study life, uh, to find more ways um, to hear the Word of God, to absorb the Word of God, to have the Word of God top of mind for me. Uh, and so I've used it devotionally. Uh, I've used it in regards to just, uh, I'm, I'm currently studying the book of Daniel. And so all day today, I've had the, the Daniel read by Mark with ambient music in the background playing on my phone in my truck uh, as I, you know, uh, walked outside a little bit earlier this morning, just finding ways um, to have the Word of God um, absorbing into my system. And, and the, the design, the, the beauty of the app, uh, the various kinds of music that can play under, uh, the accents that can go to. There are so many aspects of the app that could serve to stir your affections for Jesus, depending on preference and desire. Dwell is offering listeners of The Overcomers 25% off a yearly subscription. All you have to do is visit dwellbible.com backslash overcomers, or you can click the link in the show notes to receive the discount. Hey, this episode of The Overcomers has been sponsored by the Acts 29 Church Planning Network with an invitation to our 2024 Next Conference here in April in Dallas, Texas. I'm gonna be speaking alongside of a, a stellar lineup. You're like, you're not gonna to wanna to miss it. Uh, we've got Brian Loritz and Sam Alberry, John Piper, and more. Uh, and the hope of the next conference is really what we're trying to do is equip and encourage you as church planters and church leaders, really regardless of the type of church or type of ministry that you're in. And I would love to see you there. To learn more about this and to register for Next, you can just go to acts29.com backslash next. And if you're an Overcomer listeners, you're going to have a, a special discount, like $20 off registration if you use the code Overcomers. And so you can apply this discount to the early bird prices before December 31st or the regular rates that start in 2024. That's axe29.com slash next. Look forward to seeing you there. The first thing I, I want to say just right out of the gate, especially if this is you and, and you saw yourself in that story, like you hear Becca's story and you're like, oh my gosh, that's my story. I I am not trying in this little 20-minute episode to make you feel any more shame or to fuel any more anger in your heart. But what I do want to draw your attention to is that in your eating disorder, one of the things you're doing is you're playing God. You are determining and deciding things that, in all honesty, are beyond your capacity, which is why this has you spiraling the way it does. And maybe you're like, Becca, and you can't even see quite yet that you're spiraling. Well, I want to I want to encourage you to move towards the Lord in confession and repentance and, and move towards him and go, I am trying to control the way my body looks. I am trying to, I am enslaved to this idol and, and I want to confess that and I want to repent of that. Or, or maybe it's addiction right now. Maybe it's uh, drugs and it's taken you farther than, than you ever thought you would go. I want to give you an opportunity to, 
to yet again say, I am, I am finding comfort and control in this substance, and, and I want to be healed in a deeper place. I, I want this pain in me to be healed at its root. I'm tired of just treating the symptoms of this sickness. I want Jesus. And to do that, I, I think you, you have to repent of it, and you have to come into the light and confess it. And, and again, I think what you're seeing in both stories and, and again, I just I think this is true across the whole season two and season one of Overcomers. When we confess and repent, when we bring in the saints and when we bring in help to the person, they've experienced the grace of God through the saints. And so I want you to hear me say that one of the ways we tangibly experience the presence of Jesus in our lives is through the saints. When they extend grace, when they come alongside, when they try to help, even if you remember Becca's story, even when they help imperfectly, like they're just doing the best they can to help. In that case, it was her parents. Like, we're going to go to the doctors. We're going to go to psychiatrists. And she railed against it. And yet it became... When all said and done, this example of God moving towards her in his love. And and so that's that's one of the ways I I wanted to talk about Becca and Tyler. But but then another thing I want to lay in front of you on, on, on both of their cases, whether you struggle with those two things or whether you just maybe are friends with someone or know someone who does. I just want to paint specifically in these two, the long journey of it all. So in Becca's case, it starts... Man, it starts in high school. And man, she's out of college and married and working at a church. And all of these things are still being healed and worked on. And there's bad days. And there's still days where those doubts and fears mess with her. And she's got to run back to the Lord. And in Tyler's case, still these, these kind of longings and compulsions that pop up in his life. And he, he's got to confess them again. And he's got to um, lean back into the gospel. And, and, and man, I, since I, I know Tyler and Becca so well, they can have have these tough weeks, even now, they even after some significant breakthrough in their lives. And so I, I think what I want to say to you, especially if you're wrestling in this right now, is that God's patience, it's your heart oriented around him and, and then your willingness to fight. And God's patience is going to rest over that in a way that's really beautiful. A story that I've told, I wrote about it in uh, my, my first book, Explicit Gospel, and then um, I've, I've told it, man, all over the place, is I had this epiphany when um, Audrey started walking. That's my, my firstborn child. Uh, Audrey had a, a big head and a tiny little body. She's grown into her head. She's actually stunning, uh, just just a beautiful young woman now. She's a bit, she just had this big old head and this tiny little body. And, um, you know, she would crawl around the house and, and then she finally started picking herself up on the coffee table and she'd kind of bounce on the coffee table. And then as her folks, you know, because we didn't know better, um, we were just like, oh my gosh, she's going to walk any day now. She's going to start walking. We just know it. Our, our baby girl is going to begin to walk. And, and she would let go of the coffee table and she'd try to balance and her head would kind of jiggle her body. And she'd put her hands back on. And then sometimes she would stand there and she would just kind of not move, but stand there. And then there was this day there was this day that Audrey let go of the coffee table and and her head, she, she was doing so well, and then her head kind of fell forward like that. And when her head fell forward, like now physics has taken over. If you know science, like you've got this big head and this little body, and her head began to pull her body forward. And then Audrey's got two choices in that moment. She can stick out a foot 
or she can die. And so Audrey stuck out her foot and she took a step. And then now we've got momentum happening. And she stepped, 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 and she fell on the ground. And Lauren and I celebrated like that little girl had just run a 4240. We we celebrated like we were sure she was gonna get a D1 scholarship in track and field. Really, all that actually happened was she took two steps and she fell on the ground. But here's what struck me later that night after we called everyone on earth we knew and let them know that our baby girl was walking. Lauren and I didn't see a fall at all. I, did, I didn't see a fall. I saw step, step, picked her back up from the ground, set her down and asked her to walk to me again. And then she took three steps and then we freaked out again and we rejoiced and, and we picked her up. And I never, I never even thought that there was a fall at the end of those steps. And, and that night, the patience and grace of God kind of hit me in a fresh way. It was like the scriptures came alive to me, those scriptures about um, God being our father and him loving us like his children. And uh, like, could it be that with a pure heart, a heart that wants to walk in righteousness, a heart that loves Jesus and fears his name, that the long journey home, that step, step fall for us, the perspective is, oh gosh, I've fallen again. There's no way God's gonna have any patience for me this time. Could it be that all God actually saw and rejoiced in was the steps? And that what we have in heaven is a heavenly father that rejoices over us in the steps. And, and so maybe you're like Becca or maybe you're like Tyler and there's been progress, but the progress is slow. And there's been progress, but man, recently you've just kind of, like it feels like two steps forward, one step back. I wanna just take a moment and go, okay, but that's a step forward. And, and I think your loving heavenly father is cheering you on one step at a time because two steps forward, one step back over an extended period of time gets you a hundred steps into the future. And so don't give up. If it's an eating disorder, if it's addiction, keep fighting keep moving towards community, keep confessing, keep getting help, keep getting up. And in time, you'll be farther than you ever imagined. And, and then if, if you're watching this and those aren't your struggles and those aren't your stories, I, I would love, one of the things that I hope happens in Overcomers, and as you, as you listen to the podcast and you listen to these stories, is not that you would shrink back from an expectation that the people of God are growing in holiness. That's a serious thing. The people of God should be growing in a fear of the Lord, should be growing in holiness, but rather that you would find in your heart your role to play in encouraging, in coming alongside, in when they stumble and fall, not not going, okay, this is the third time we're done here, but rather what it would look like to say, I'm here for you in this, and I'm gonna move towards you in his love. And you get to decide whether you're gonna take advantage of that or not. And there are repercussions for your behavior that are, and you could hear it in both of their stories. You could hear the pain in both of their stories that this journey has taken a toll on their lives. And even as they continue to struggle with it, they've oriented their hearts around Jesus. They're walking in their deliverance. They're walking in healing still with some, some struggles that pop up that, that we would be of those who 
warn those who are idle. This is what Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica. We would warn those who are idle. We would encourage the timid. We would help the weak and we would be patient with everyone. I hope season two has encouraged your life. I wanted to put some real faces um, with, with the story so you weren't just hearing voices, but you could see faces. You could see tears. You, you could you could feel the angst by seeing the, the demeanor of people who God has sustained. And so uh, across season two, I don't know what story uh, actually resonated most with your heart, but but what I want for you is to believe that the promises of God are true, that that there's nothing that you're in the middle of right now that the Holy Spirit will not sustain you in. And, And these stories in season two and in season one testify to the goodness of God in situations that most of us believe that we can't get out of or we won't be able to get out of. And I just wanted you to see a little bit of the victory in it, even if that victory has been costly and even if that victory is still being clung to through some of the more difficult aspects of sometimes reaping what you've sown. And so God bless you, eager to get to season three. We might do some different things in season three, but I pray this stirs your affections for King Jesus. God bless you. Hey guys, Pastor Matt, hope that you enjoyed this episode of The Overcomers. You find your heart more encouraged in the Lord, uh, more dedicated to his kingdom. Uh, Just want to remind you, if you found this helpful in in this season of life, this is what I want to do. I want to encourage your heart. I want to lift up your eyes and and let you behold the beauty of Jesus. Uh, And so on top of The Overcomers podcast, uh, also started a website, just pastormattchandler.com. And on my website, there's all sorts of resources, but but you can also um, sign up for a monthly newsletter where I'm just trying to wring from the scriptures um, encouragement for your souls. And so you, there are two different newsletters. There's one for um, just everyday Christians seeking to be faithful where they are. And then there's a there, there's another newsletter uh, for pastors and church leaders. Uh, and so sign up for either one of those or both of those. Uh, but man, look forward to staying in contact with you. God bless you.